to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Building Stronger Creatives podcast. It's been a little bit of a weird week for me in my personal training world. I'm dealing with a little bit of an overuse injury, which is not something that I've had much experience with in the past. I've been really blessed to be mostly injury and illness free during my uh, my whole life, really, but especially during my fitness career. And so I have been forced to slow down a little bit to maybe reconsider some of what I was doing in my training. Uh, it's been difficult because I have so much of my identity wrapped up in being like a fit person, being active. Also, like many of you, perhaps, I struggle when things are slower. I don't like the quiet. I don't like when I don't have things to do. So Maybe a sign from the universe that I need to get a little bit more comfortable with those slower periods and with a little bit more rest. So as I've been training myself less, not uh, doing fewer sessions or less work with my clients, but doing fewer workouts and walking less and biking less, I've been thinking a lot about exciting new things that I can create for all of you, for my audience, for my current and former and future clients. So There might be some cool new things coming out later this summer, perhaps a little taste of the way that I like to write programs for people. So you can get a sense of what I mean when I say you should be on a structured training program. What does that actually look like? Well, that's something that might be in the works. So if you are interested in that, or if there's ever a topic that you'd like me to discuss or a question that you have, my DMs on Instagram are always open and I really love to hear from you. So my handle is just my name, at Caroline Juster. Like I said, always open. Please send me a DM, a future podcast topic, a question you have about your own workouts or your nutrition, anything at all. I love to connect with people and I am looking forward to creating things that will help you moving forward. So just a little quick blurb about what's been going on with me. Now I want to get into the meat of the episode. So many of my episodes so far have been geared more towards a beginner exerciser. So not necessarily someone who's never worked out before, although that could be the case, but maybe someone who has been pretty inconsistent, someone who has started and stopped a lot, maybe tried a lot of different diets and programs, but never followed through on them, who's had big gaps in their training career, like they worked out for a couple months and then they didn't work out for six months, that type of thing. And those people face a unique set of challenges, a lot of issues with motivation, with not necessarily knowing what to do, maybe being intimidated, especially if you're a creative person who's never quite felt like you fit in at the gym. Now, From my experience working with my clients and just knowing lots of people in the arts worlds, I know that that's not all creatives. So there are quite a few creatives who either were athletes or who have worked out 
for a significant amount of time in the past or who are currently consistent exercisers. These are people who are already pretty motivated to get to the gym or at least they're at a point where their motivation is internalized enough that they go to the gym anyway when they don't feel like it. These are people that probably already have a good basis of strength and fitness. Maybe they've run a 5K or a 10K. Maybe they've been lifting weights for a few years. Maybe they've set some impressive personal records. Maybe they've had their own body change story where they build muscle or they lost weight. But a lot of these people still face challenges. And the challenges that they face are going to be different than those faced by that beginner or that much more sporadic lifter. So in today's episode, I want to speak to these people. People who are more experienced, more intermediate, who are already somewhat strong or maybe a lot strong, who are already somewhat fit or maybe a lot fit, but are feeling stuck at the gym. One of the biggest things I hear from clients and friends and acquaintances that are in the stage is some version of I feel stuck at the gym. And this could mean a lot of different things. Sometimes it means they're bored as shit because they've been doing the same fucking things for like three, four, five years without much change, and even the most dedicated person is going to get bored of that. A lot of times, it's people that are in some sort of a plateau where they have been unable to progress in whatever ways they're measuring progress beyond a certain point. And other times, people are feeling like they're working really hard and they're so consistent and they're doing all the things, but they don't understand why they're not moving forward. Again, with training goals, with nutrition goals, anything related to their fitness aspirations. So if any of this is sounding like you, if you're feeling bored or uninspired, you're feeling stuck or like you can't push past a certain point with your lifting or your, you know, anything else that you're doing related to fitness, or you're feeling run down and you're not really sure what you're doing, why, this episode is for you. So In my 10 mistakes uh, beginners make at the gym episode, which I think was episode three, the last thing that I talked about was not understanding that there are different stages in a lifting career. So after you've been training seriously and consistently for some time, maybe about six months, maybe more, maybe less, you're going to start to become an intermediate lifter. And there are a few things that go along with this, but one of them is that you can't just keep adding weight to the bar and adding more workouts and just trying to work harder, work harder, work harder because it's going to backfire. It's not going to it's not going to work. You're going to get stuck and potentially injured. So a lot of what we're going to talk about today kind of comes down to this intermediate lifter mindset, which is that we got to be smarter and we have to make sure we're not neglecting the things around training. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. So without further ado, here are 10 ways that you can get unstuck at the gym. Number one is all about goals. We need to be clear on what our goals actually are, and we need to make sure they're meaningful and relevant to our lives. So a lot of times when people first start working out, they have really vague goals. A lot of people will say they want to lose weight or look better, but of other times it's just like, oh, I just I know I should work out. I want to feel better. I want to get moving. I want to be more active. And these can be motivating. Actually, they can be motivating for a long time. But if you are more of an intermediate lifter and this is sort of your approach to training and you're feeling stuck and uninspired, one of the best things that you can do is to set more concrete goals and to pick goals that really speak to you or things that excite you, that get you going. You can really take this in so many directions. So let me give you a few that I've used with my clients or seen from other people. A really common one is to enter some sort of race or competition. Now, I don't recommend doing this if you're a, you know, you haven't been training for whatever the thing is. So let me just give you an example. I wouldn't enter a 10K if you haven't been running at all. 
You know, you want to build a foundation of running before you start to take more ambitious steps. But if you have been running, you know, maybe now is the time to train for an event or an event where the distance is, you know, makes sense for your current fitness levels. It could be ambitious. Like maybe you've been running a lot and you're really consistent and you do want to train for your first marathon. I say go for it as long as you have the, you know, right training plan and the right amount of time to prepare. It could also be other endurance events. You could do like a Tough Mudder race. You could do a triathlon. You could do a longer bike ride. Or you could do more strength-based events like maybe a powerlifting competition. Or uh, if you are a CrossFitter, you could do, you know, some sort of a CrossFit competition. There are a lot of different ways that you could take this. So entering some sort of event that puts you on the hook and forces you to actually show up to train can be super motivating and it can kind of be a good push to get your training going again. Now, you don't necessarily have to enter an event. Some creative people are not, okay, I'll speak for myself. I was competitive in some ways, but when it came to athletics, I was like the least competitive person ever. (laughs) And so for me, like when I was on swim team and, and doing sports and stuff, like the competitions really freaked me out and they made me feel bad about myself. So even though I have done powerlifting meets in the past, for me, that sort of competition isn't really that motivating. But something else that might be motivating for me, an example of what I'm working on right now is that I have a big backpacking trip that I'm taking at the end of the year. And so I've been slowly shifting my training to help me prepare for the demands of that. So you could think of something that you're doing in your life that's more physical or that physical training could benefit you in, and you could make that the focus of your training. Of course, your goals could always be more conventional, like I want to add 10 pounds of muscle, I want to lose a certain amount of body weight, I want to get my health markers down. But I think that if you're feeling uninspired and unmotivated, having a goal that's clear, so you're actually chasing something specific, and that, again, speaks to what's most important to you, to your values, your interests, and your plans outside the gym, can be really helpful. Because now, it's not just, okay, I'm just exercising just because... Which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but if that's no longer working for you, having something more specific to work towards can really, really help. So that's my first piece of advice. Get clear on what your goals are and make sure that they're meaningful to you right now. The second way to get unstuck at the gym is also related to goals. And this is to make sure that you're not trying to chase too many goals at once, especially not goals that are conflicting. For example, Getting as strong as possible and becoming an ultra marathon runner are not goals that are compatible with each other. As soon as we start to move towards the more extreme ends of performance in any direction, we have to become more specialized. And this is true in the arts as well. If you want to get super niched, you have to work on really specific things, specific techniques or strategies, and you can't do everything. You can't, you don't have the time, you don't have the focus, and at least in the case of fitness, the physical adaptations that allow you to do certain things can conflict with the adaptations that allow you to do other things. So to go back to my example, if you want to get as strong as possible, you're going to need probably to build at least some muscle. You're going to need to be doing a lot of really heavy, intense work with lots and lots of rest and recovery. If you want to run and be an ultra marathon runner, you're going to be hitting the pavement a lot and you don't necessarily want to be as big as possible because the extra weight is going to be extra weight you have to carry and potentially it's going to affect your joints. So you really can't chase both of these at the extremes at the same time. A lot of people come to the gym and they say they want to get faster and stronger and they want to lose weight and they want to build muscle. 
And while all of these goals may be achievable for every one of us, we can't necessarily chase them all at once because we're going to get nowhere. So what I suggest is if you've been feeling maybe overwhelmed or you feel like you're trying to do a ton with your training and none of it's really working, take a second to ask, what am I actually trying to accomplish here? And if you list more than like two or three things, and especially if you look at the list and you can obviously tell that these things don't really play well together, you might have your answer for why you're not progressing the way that you want to. You can really accomplish so much in fitness, especially if you take the approach that I really recommend, which is to see this as a long game. As a lifelong pursuit, you're not ever going to be finished. It will certainly change and evolve, but there's not going to be a finish line. So when we have that mindset, some of the pressure to do everything right now and to be the best at everything right now fades away. Again, I know that a lot of creatives are super ambitious and they want to be really good at everything and they want to be really good at everything right now. But a lot of times we have to be a little bit more focused on one specific goal or maybe one or two goals that work together, put our all into that and let the other things just sit at maintenance for a while. And then, you know, after several months or a year, whatever, then we can shift gears and chase those other things. And actually doing that over time is going to get you closer to where you want to be than trying to do all of the things all at once. So second piece of advice, if you are chasing too many goals with your fitness, trying to do too many things, you might need to set some of them aside for now and become a little bit more focused on the couple of things that are most important to you right now. The third way to get unstuck at the gym is to follow a structured training program. This is something that I talk about a lot, and I really, really think that this is one of the biggest mistakes that creatives and artists are making at the gym. They're doing a bunch of random shit, so they, there's a few ways that this plays out. One is that you go to the gym with no plan, and you see what like the biggest, strongest, you know, hottest person at the gym is doing, and you just copy what they're doing without any context. Sometimes we do try to put together a plan, but we create it using different infographics from Instagram or watching reels or TikToks or YouTube videos. And we kind of just haphazardly piece together the things that we see or that we want to try. Another way is to only go to a gym where every workout is different. So um, certain types of training are built around these like workouts of the day or this philosophy of like constantly trying to keep your muscles guessing. And you're just doing different stuff all the time and you're kind of running around with a, like a chicken with your head cut off and you're never really getting better at anything that you're doing. So one reason that this doesn't work is that you can think of your brain as having like two modes at the gym. This is kind of an oversimplification, but I think it can be helpful. You have learning mode where you're trying to figure out like, what the hell am I doing? So if you've ever had to learn a new movement and you felt really wobbly and it was difficult to move your body parts at the right time, that's learning mode. Um, in the music standpoint, it could be like trying to learn the first time you go through like a really complicated technical passage. You have to go really slow. You can't really hear the notes in your head yet. You don't know what it's supposed to sound like. You're kind of just finding your way around the instrument. The reason why we need to repeat workouts at the gym is that we have to get out of this learning mode in order to use loads and weights and intensities that are actually going to make our body change. The body does not want to change. We have to force it to change by pushing it out of our comfort zone. 
when we're just learning, we can't use those kinds of weights or intensities because we would just fall over. <laughs> so we need to get more comfortable with movements so that we can then put load on top of them. And that's what's going to make us stronger or fitter. You know, in music, like you have to do your metronome work on these passages. You have to sing them, play them at the piano, go really slow. And then eventually you can bring them closer up to tempo and then maybe you can start to dig into some of the more musical nuance or the expression in the passage but you're not going to be able to do that if you can't even play all the notes so what does all this have to do with getting unstuck at the gym if you have specific goals that are meaningful and they're not all over the place like we talked about in the first two steps in this podcast the next step is to find a training program or hire a coach or just have some sort of a plan that's going to get you from where you are now closer to your goals. And ideally, that plan is going to have repetition, like I was just talking about. So you have enough time to actually get good and actually work hard. And it's going to have organization and structure. So it's not just going to be different stuff all the time. Things are put together in a specific order that makes sense. It's put together in a way that allows you to rest and recover throughout the week. And it's organized throughout, you know, four to six weeks, however long the program is, in a way that lets you progress and get better. And that is how training actually works. You show up, you do stuff that's new or you haven't done in a while. You show up again, you get better at it, you work harder, you push your body, you take rest, your body recovers. And over the course of a month, you get stronger. If you're just showing up doing random stuff, that's never going to happen. It might happen if you're a complete beginner in the first six months of working out. But beyond that, that is a recipe for spinning your wheels and feeling frustrated. So let this be a little wake up call to you. If you're serious about getting stronger and fitter at the gym and you've been training for a while without some sort of a structured progressive plan, that is absolutely holding you back. So I encourage you to find something, whether it's a coach or a gym or a DIY program that you buy online, that's going to give you that structure and actually help you move forward. The fourth thing that I suggest when it comes to getting unstuck at the gym is kind of a two-parter again. We can either learn a new style of training or we can learn how to use a different implement at the gym. So a style of training would be like... um, Okay, so let's say you want to get as strong as possible and you've been doing like powerlifting where you've been doing lots of barbell squats, deadlifts, and bench presses. Maybe you're going to mix it up for a while and you're going to train more to build muscle. So now you're probably not going to use as many barbells. You're probably going to use dumbbells, um, machines, cables, and you might use some different training techniques that you would not use if your only goal was to get stronger. That's one possible example. One that I really like is using a different implement. So an implement is like a piece of equipment. It's a different category of tool that you'd use at the gym. So barbells are an implement. Machines are an implement. Kettlebells are an implement. Sandbags are an implement. So if you've been training a while and you're just feeling bored with whatever you've been doing, one of the most fun and invigorating things you can do is just learn to use other stuff at the gym. So if you don't know how to use kettlebells, you know, Hire a kettlebell coach or join a kettlebell group class where you're going to learn some kettlebell basics. It's a ton of fun. Same thing for sandbag training. This has been huge for me over the last few years because I learned how to use sandbags during the pandemic. I really fell in love with them and I added them to my toolbox to use along with other implements at the gym. And they've been really fun for me personally and they've been a good help for some of my clients. 
And it was, even though I've been lifting for a long time, there were some new movements and new ways to use the tool that just kept training fresh and exciting for me. And it was like a new project to work on. Sometimes also when we switch implements, we kind of get out of our head like, oh, I should be squatting this amount of weight. Or I used to bench this amount, why can't I do it anymore? When you go to a sandbag or a kettlebell, if you've never used them before, you don't have that context or those expectations. So you're really just having fun and learning and not necessarily comparing yourself to some arbitrary number that you think you should be at in terms of lifting a certain amount of weight or whatever it is. So again, look around the gym, look at how other people you admire or know are training. And if there's a system or a tool that you don't know how to use and you're curious about, Do a deep dive, hire a coach, learn how to use it, and just expand your training repertoire. Be more familiar with lots of different stuff. There's really so many things you can do, even just in the weight room, like not even talking about exercise overall, which is such a vast world of possibilities. But within the context of the weight room, there are a lot of things you can do, and there's so many opportunities to learn new things. And that can be really, really fun if you're feeling stuck at the gym. Number five. So the next few steps are going to be a little bit more specific toward like traditional strength training stuff. So I'm going to keep using this powerlifting example of using like a, a squat and a deadlift and a bench press. So let's say you are trying to get a stronger deadlift and you've been doing like all sets of five. Maybe you're doing the five by five strong lifts program that a lot of people do. And for a while you were able to add weight keep adding weight and keep adding weight and then you got to a point where you just could not add weight weight, no matter what you did your form kept breaking down you're feeling beat up it's just not moving what do you do so one of the first things that you can do without even changing the exercise or anything else is to change the rep range this is my uh fifth yes fifth recommendation for you is to train in different rep ranges so i want you to think about this for a second the amount of weight that you can lift is largely determined by the rep range that you're training in. The amount of weight you can lift is largely determined by the rep range that you're training in. And this is so important. When I write programs for clients, I actually pick rep ranges before I pick exercises in most cases. If I want someone to be lifting heavy weights because I want them to get stronger or they wanna get stronger, I am going to program lower rep ranges, typically three to five, maybe three to six. If I want someone to have more endurance, maybe we're going to be doing higher reps, like 10 to 15. Um, Building muscle, you really want to train in every rep range, but a lot of times that 6 to 12 range is a great sweet spot. And then from there, I'm going to pick exercises. So most people um, won't be doing like a really heavy three uh, three rep set of dumbbell bench press, for example. But if I wanted them to get a heavy pressing exercise in the three rep range, we might do a barbell bench press. So so that's how that would work. But if you're just doing one group of rep ranges in your training, you can really expand your strength gains, your muscle gains, and your fitness gains just by tapping into these other rep ranges. So what I would suggest is if you're always in the middle, you know, for certain exercises that lend themselves better to heavier weights and you feel confident with your form, try to go a little lower in reps. I would not be doing one and twos a lot, but again, that three to five, three to six rep range. If you've mostly been doing lower reps, this was me for forever, doing singles and doubles and triples and never doing anything more than that, I think you will be greatly humbled if you try to go a little bit higher. Again, six to 12 is a great place to start. 
So look at what you're doing most right now and just go in another direction. Honestly, that change alone and then, you know, changing the weights that you're using, the different demands on the body, that can really kickstart your training. When I write programs for clients, if we're working on, a, let's say, one exercise for three or four months, trap bar deadlift is a good example. We would start with one rep range in the first month. And then the second month, we're going to drop the reps and up the weight. And then in the third month, we're going to raise the reps again and, you know, see if we can use the same heavier weights from the second month. And then in the fourth month, we would go down to the lowest reps that we would use in the phase and be lifting the heaviest weights. That's just one example of how this could work. So every four to six weeks, I would suggest changing the rep range on all of your exercises, okay? That's a really great way to just expose your body to different stimulus and get stronger and better at the gym. The sixth thing that I would suggest is to actually switch up your main exercises. So there are several scientific principles that are really important in strength training, and um, some of them are more important than others. For example, something called progressive overload, which means that you have to be gradually doing more and more work over time to get stronger, is very important. Um, the principle I'm going to talk about now is less important. However, if you are feeling stuck and you've been doing the same shit over and over, it is absolutely um, something that you should be paying attention to. And that's the variability principle. So it would be great if we could all, well, maybe not. Some people would probably get bored. <laughs> I think it would be great if we could just do the same thing over and over at the gym forever and ever and keep getting stronger. You know, maybe we just change the rep ranges, we change the weights, but unfortunately your body's going to start to adapt to that and you're not going to make any further progress. So sometimes we need to actually change the exercises themselves in a more substantial way. So one thing that I think is really helpful is understanding that there are a lot of different ways to load movement patterns. So for example, there are a whole lot more ways to squat than just the barbell back squat. There are many, many more ways to do upper body pushing than a barbell bench press. If you're only stuck with like three exercises you know how to do, you are absolutely eventually going to hit a plateau and burn out. So if you're feeling stuck, no matter what you do, you can't seem to get a certain exercise to go up in weight, you need to just rotate it out of your program and not do it for a while. So your back squat's stuck, okay, whatever. We can front squat, you can maybe squat with a safety bar if you have one, you can do goblet or kettlebell squats, you could even change it up and go to heavy single leg exercises like split squats or step ups. Unless you're training to be in a powerlifting competition or some sort of event where you have to do a specific exercise, which is probably not going to be very many people listening to this, you really can get to your goals using a whole lot of different exercises at the gym. So this is another reason why it's really important not to just do every exercise you know all the time. So I see this a lot with uh, gym bros who this maybe isn't as applicable to creatives, but I'm sure you've seen these people at the gym. It's chest day. They do barbell bench, barbell incline bench, dumbbell bench, dumbbell incline bench, three different kinds of flies. They do every exercise for chest that they know. Well, what happens when you get to this point where you need to switch exercises? There's literally nothing left for you to do. Now, in this example, I'm sure that we could think of things for that person to do, but a lot of times people think, oh, I got to throw everything at my body. And really, you always need to be leaving some things on the back burner so that when you're feeling stuck and uninspired, you have fresh exercises that you can rotate in to train that are, you know, relatively close to each other, but just enough difference that you're going to continue to get stronger and not feel so beat up at the gym. 
So again, if you've been doing the same main exercises for forever and they're not getting stronger and you're frustrated, switch those exercises out. Find an alternative. Um, try something new. I think that you're going to be really pleased with the progress that you make when you do that. Okay, number seven is to use intensity techniques. So let's say that we're going to keep an exercise the same, or perhaps I have this issue a lot with my home training clients. They don't have a lot of options. Like they have a few bands, maybe a kettlebell, maybe a sandbag. They can't really dramatically switch the exercises that they're doing, and they can't even really switch the weight that they're using in some cases. So if we're feeling stuck and we want to progress while basically keeping an exercise the same, we can start to use what are called intensity techniques. So basically this is a way to manipulate an exercise to make it more challenging. So a great example would be to change the tempo. So let's use squats as an example. Let's say you're doing, you have one kettlebell at home, you're doing goblet squats. Okay, too easy. I'm going to go slow on the way down. I'm going to count to five and then stand up at normal speed. That is one variation. Or I could squat down at normal speed and pause for five seconds in the middle of the squat. That's another. So we can change the tempo. We can use one and a half reps or like partial reps. So a one and a half rep squat would be I squat all the way down, I stand up halfway, go all the way down, and then stand all the way up. So that makes the exercise take longer basically, which makes it more challenging. We can group certain exercises together in ways that make them more challenging as well. Um, you know, let's say you're at the gym and you're going to do uh, leg curls and RDLs and like a 45 degree back extension all in a group. Like that's really going to toast your hamstrings and glutes without necessarily needing a lot of weight. If you're also at the gym or you have access to more weights, another intensity technique is to do a drop set where you basically just keep doing reps and keep lowering the weight until you, you know, feel exhausted. So these are more advanced training techniques, but if you're someone who's feeling stuck with your progress, feeling bored with your workouts, adding some of this stuff in is like, um, you know, giving a little bit of seasoning to your workouts. It's going to keep things interesting. It's absolutely going to challenge you. And if you're training at home with minimal equipment, this is one of the best things you can do to keep your training fresh and prevent plateaus. Number eight is to not, uh, sorry, don't neglect assistance exercises. So this is an issue that I see a lot with people who got into training through powerlifting or who are just interested in getting as strong as possible on barbell lifts. Maybe, again, people are doing like a strong lifts 5x5 program or something like that. We have sort of these meat and potatoes barbell movements or things like chin-ups. And that's really all we do at the gym. So we squat, we bench press, deadlift, maybe we do bent over rows, maybe we do chin-ups, and we do a whole bunch of that, you know, and nothing else. Now, that's really only going to get you so far. When you get to a certain point, you're going to need to, um, you know, make sure you're getting those weak links in the chain strengthened up to support you. So, for example, if a deadlift is not getting stronger, maybe your grip strength is an issue. Maybe we need to do more dumbbell work, more farmer carries, more hangs. Maybe with a squat, you're kind of always falling forward. So this is a core strength issue. And now we need more dead, uh, dead bugs, again, loaded carries, different types of planks and things like that. We don't want to neglect these assistance exercises. So basically everything that's not like, um, you know, a big barbell lift or like your main lift. We don't necessarily need to be doing 10,000 different isolation exercises like curls and leg extensions and 
you know, things like that. But sometimes we do. What we really need, though, is a lot of work training, you know, our entire body using different tools at the gym and using full ranges of motion. So don't only do those big barbell lifts. Um, we really need to make sure that we're getting more balanced in our training. And as you get stronger, you can get a little bit more targeted with picking exercises that really address weak spots that will help you improve your performance at the gym and also in the rest of your life. Number nine is to improve your form. So over the years of working with clients in person, I worked with quite a few people that come to me for a handful of sessions. Again, they're intermediate lifters. They know how to train at a basic level. They're fairly strong, but they're stuck. And in most of these sessions, I spend a ton of time working on form and technique with people. Not because I'm worried that they're gonna hurt themselves or, or anything like that, because most of the time that's not an issue. The real issue is that the way that they're moving is inefficient and it's getting in the way of them you know, demonstrating as much strength as they might otherwise be able to. So if you are stuck, again, you're feeling like you can't really progress at the gym, maybe take a few videos of your lifts and see if there are any glaring issues that you notice. You know, you might not have the uh, knowledge to really know. So maybe you go on the internet to someone that you respect. There's so many great resources and videos on how to perform things correctly. The best case scenario would be if you are able to to get a session or two with a coach in person or someone who's remote but who will help coach you through video lifts like I do with my clients. But a lot of times technique is really the thing that's standing in the way of you getting stronger. In many of these sessions that I've had with clients, like we clean up a couple of things and then they're able to set a new PR like that. They already had the raw materials, the muscle strength, you know, the tendon strength, um, whatever it is that they needed to get stronger, but they weren't moving in an efficient way. And that was that was the obstacle. So a lot of times we really just need to clean up our form if we want to make further progress. A lot of these really strong, really experienced people have spent tons and tons of time just tweaking their technique, experimenting and finding the positions that work the best for them. So Form and technique can absolutely be an obstacle, and that's something that really, in one way or another, it's great to have someone more experienced, even if it's just like a buddy of yours who really knows what they're doing, come with you and help you and see if you can clean things up. The final thing that I suggest if you're feeling unstuck or, un sorry, feeling stuck or unmotivated at the gym is not to neglect nutrition, rest, and recovery. A lot of people get into strength training or working out because they want to lose weight. And if we want to lose weight, we do need to be mindful of how much we're eating. However, if your main goal is performance or if you're in a maintenance phase with dieting or maybe you just don't have the bandwidth to try to eat less right now, you really need to be eating enough food to support your activity levels. I see this especially with um, women creatives because a lot of us are so brainwashed into thinking that we need to eat less all the time, we need to be smaller, you know, etc. And when you are training hard, trying to do cool shit at the gym, uh, when you're putting a lot of miles on your body, you need food and you need lots of it to help you get to where you want to go. You're never ever going to build muscle if you are eating too little. You're probably not going to be able to get stronger also or fitter or improve your endurance as well. There's a time and a place to diet. And, you know, you can certainly train hard while you're dieting, but if dieting isn't your main goal and you really want to feel good and you want to improve uh, your performance, you need to take a hard look at your nutrition and make sure that you're not under eating. 
Rest and recovery are also so important and the stronger and fitter you get and honestly the older you get, the more important they become. A lot of us creatives are really ambitious. We like to do a lot of stuff. Um, Some of us struggle to sit still maybe. That has nothing to do with me at all. Definitely not. And so we like to fill our days with lots of movement and activity. And sometimes we mistakenly think that if we train more or harder, that we'll get fitter faster. But unfortunately, the body doesn't work like that. The way we get better from training is that we rest and we recover from the stress that we've placed on our bodies. And if we don't allow our bodies time to you know, recover, or if we try to do too much activity to the point where we don't have any resources left to devote to recovery, we are going to start to run ourselves into a slow hole that leads to frustration, burnout, feeling like shit, and potentially to injuries. So what I would suggest is make sure you're taking at least one complete rest day from training every week, potentially many more than that, depending on your schedule and your goals. And listen to your body. Don't ignore Like, there will be minor aches and pains, you know, we're a lot less fragile than we think, but if there's a nagging issue that doesn't go away, you have a deep sense that something's wrong, you have, like, sharp pain, or all of a sudden you have limitations in what you're able to do, or you're just, like, you're sleeping like shit, everything's kind of going to the toilet, those are all signs that you need to slow down and that you're doing too much. So, don't push past those signs because that's an area that can be difficult to get out of. We need to train hard and then we need to rest hard. Without the rest part, we're not actually going to get any better from our workouts. We're just gradually tearing ourselves down. So this whole recovery piece, which includes, again, eating enough healthy food, taking time to rest and getting enough sleep is so, so important. Again, the, the longer you're in the gym, the more important it becomes. So again, this podcast is dedicated to all of you who like to work out or like to work out most of the time because most of us don't like to work out all the time you've been putting in the time you've been training hard but for whatever reason you're not seeing the progress that you want or things have gotten stuck or maybe all of a sudden you just feel kind of unmotivated and uninspired there are 10 things that I suggest you do in order to get unstuck the first is get clear about your goals and make sure they're actually meaningful and motivating to you The second, don't try to chase too many goals at once, especially goals that are obviously conflicting. Number three is follow a structured training program, ideally one that's tailored to those goals we just discussed in the previous two points. Number four is to learn a different style of training or to learn how to use different workout tools or pieces of equipment at the gym. Number five, train in different rep ranges. Mix it up from what you've been doing and expand your rep range repertoire. Number six is to switch out exercises that you've been doing for forever. You need some degree of variability, not every single week, but you know, every three to four months, there should be changes to your exercises for sure. Number seven is to use intensity techniques like partial reps or slowing down the tempo. This is especially helpful if you can't switch exercises or you don't have access to lots of weights as in training at home or something similar. Number eight, don't neglect assistance exercises. We want to be well-rounded at the gym, training our entire bodies and not only doing three barbell lifts and calling it a day. Number nine is to improve your form and learn about better technique. 
I'm not trying to scare you into thinking you'll get injured if you have bad technique because that's not necessarily true, but it's definitely true that you'll never be as strong or as fit as you might be if your technique sucks. Number 10, last but not least, is don't neglect proper nutrition, which includes eating enough food, rest, and recovery. You need these things to actually get better from the hard work that you're putting in at the gym. I hope this is helpful. Again, I really love working with intermediate clients because these are people that already are motivated to train and they just want to figure out how to take it to the next level. Sometimes even making one or two small changes can totally unlock the door of like a new round of progress for you. So think about your own training. Think about which of these might make sense and which apply to you. Try some of them out. And if you have any questions, again, or requests for a future podcast episode, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at Caroline Juster. Otherwise, I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong. Oh, 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 oh,